What's up, soccer players? Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. Today, we're talking about feeling fresh before a game and what you can do to help yourself. So be sure to tune in. And as always, make sure you subscribe and share this episode with a friend. And thanks for listening. We'll see y'all soon. Let's start off very, very basic. Will a six-pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't you know some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is you have to get stronger. Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host, Andy, with my man, man, Berg. Berg, how you doing today, bro? I'm great, man. I'm great. Happy Labor Day. I wish I could just get three-day weekend, man. Every week. Three-day weekend every week. That'll be that'll be a blessing. I can recover. I can get some extra sleep. I can play some 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 more soccer. I don't need to feel like I'm rushing throughout the day. Because lately it's just been um go, 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 man. Go. Yeah, that's how it's been, man. What about you? How you been doing? Man, we're almost on episode one hundred of this podcast and i think we did at least like 30 or 40 on the podcast before this and you always say i'm feeling good you've never said feeling great because i don't think we've ever been recording when we were this fresh like you you're off a three-day weekend i just came off of a nap like life is good right now man life is great man see as you said i just changed it life is great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just feel like I'm not rushing around, so it's there's there's more time. There's more time for me to sit down and 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 relax. I don't feel like sometimes we record the podcast, it feels like it's a rush. We got to record within this certain amount of hours, and then I can go and do stuff. Um, right now, I don't have much to do after that, so it's there's there's no there's no pressure to finish quickly or to you know explain my thought quickly. It's just you know I can take my time, which feels good. Does feel good. Time freedom is freedom, man. Oh my that's, god, that's I the need vibe. To quit my job and get and, <laughs> and go on sugar mom. I need to go on sugar mommy and just just get a lady that's just gonna pay all my expenses. Oh jeez, stopping now. Yeah, that's too bro. much. That's too much. It'd be nice though. Yeah, um, I'm telling you, it'd be nice. <laughs> But um, today we're talking about, oh, well, speaking of, we're both feeling fresh, right? Today we're talking about feeling fresh before a game. Um, and this is a feeling that like once you 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 have that fresh feeling before a game, like it's hard to to really forget what that feels like. And it's a feeling that if you're playing at a higher level, it's probably pretty rare for you to get just because of how hard you're training. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're going to talk about some strategies and some things you can do to help out. Yeah. So the first thing, um, you need to take care of um, the tank, the engine. Right? You're going to run around for 90 minutes. Um, you got to make sure you fuel up 24, 48 hours before your game. You got to fuel up in carbs. You got to do this thing called carb loading. You got to load up with carbs so that way you have sufficient uh, muscle glycogen in reserve so that you can run around in the pitch and not be as deprived in energy. That's one of the things that um, we see a lot in uh, 
teen um, soccer athletes. Uh, they just, especially the girls, just don't eat carbs they, because they have a this 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 relationship with food that's just just awful. Um, they lay off the carbs and they go on a pitch the next day and they're sluggish. They can't perform well. They don't feel great. That's because you know they don't have the energy. So make sure you guys don't make that mistake. Load up with carbs as much as possible. Yeah, and these carbs they're important for your body, um, but they're also important for your brain too, right? Like your brain uses so many carbohydrates just just to stay sharp. So if you're f- playing and you want to feel fresh. Having your mind be fresh is a is a very essential part of that. So if you're not putting carbs in your body, your body is going to be tired, but your brain is going to be sluggish too, potentially. Yeah. Hydration. Yes. <clears throat> you all gotta you all gotta hydrate before the game. You gotta hydrate the day before the game. You gotta get there's a there's a recommendation for before the game. There's recommendation. I think believe two to four hours before the game. I'm not exactly sure what those numbers are, um, but good rule of thumb for me is just make sure that when you pee, you know that your 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 pee is kind of like white, like you're not seeing yellowish color. That means um, if you if you before your game two one to two hours before your game you go to the bathroom and your pee is like. It's like the color of the the sunset. <laughs> that that color of the sunset. That means you're not hydrated enough. And you just drink some water before the game. And Andy, I don't know if you know from the top of your head the recommendation for hydration before the game, but I forgot. I don't. I don't. But um, yeah, this is something that I think um, definitely is heavily affected by where you live too. Um, mm. Tell me because more. I drink so much more water here in Florida than I oh, did yeah. when I was in New York. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's um, and you know what? Um, I noticed when I was so fun fact. Me and Berg, we met for the first time. What was it, two weeks ago or a week ago? Uh that was a week was ago. A week, a week ago, yeah. Um, and in Florida, I cramp super early. Like Ooh. I can play, I can play maybe 45, 50 minutes, and then things just start to go. Um. Now, when I was in Boston, I didn't cramp. I was tired, but I didn't cramp, which is maybe we can talk about at the end of the pod. Yeah. But, uh, but um, yeah, it's it's very interesting because I think hydration is a big part of that. Because down here in Florida, you just sweat it out so quickly. Um, and I'm I'm starting to change. I think my opinion on energy drinks a little bit too. Um, the Gatorades and the Powerades of the world, because. I think down here, I might give it a try. I think they're going to be a little bit more essential just because of the environment. Um, it's not just the water we need. It's all the the nutrients yeah, and, and electrolytes well. that come with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's something too impo- important to consider. Okay. All right. So we got carb loading. You got to eat up, eat up carbs so you can get plenty of energy before the game. You got you to have a little bit of hydration plan. Um, and then the other things that we, we, we've mentioned, we talked about this on, on previous podcasts about doing a little bit of, um, light explosive workout. Those two names, those two names doesn't exact, those two adjectives doesn't exactly match together. Light explosive. But (laughs) what you do is you do a a short, um, intensity, uh, you do a short, high intensity, explosive workout, um, 
mostly uh, upper body. I think the recommendation is about 40 to 50% of red max. That just basically what it does. I think it's the morning. It's either, it's either the night before the game or the morning before the game. I think it's the morning before the game, the morning of the game. You do a light explosive workout, um, 40% uh, um, RM. That keeps you, that literally keep you fresh. Fresh. It improves your reflexes and your reaction time um, during the game. That's what the study I've actually shown. So I always recommend players to do a little bit of workout, like a little bit of um, high intensity stuff, like box jumps, um, explosive overhead stuff. Mix a little bit of upper body, not too much lower body, just to feel, um, just to excite your nervous system for the game. In the upper. yeah. And if you don't have time to, like, let's say you have a really early morning game or something like that, um, it's always great to incorporate that stuff within your warm-up, too. Um, if you do get to a game, some of you guys arrive to games like an hour, two hours before, um, there's no harm in warming up twice and doing some, like, some um, some broad jumps or single leg hops before the game just to make sure everything's prime it's not going to make you exhausted no um but you shouldn't shouldn't go to exhaustion by the way you should not go for exhaustion when you do this this light workout yeah it's kind of just like a um like a way to you know prime the nervous system like you said and make sure everything's ready to go for the match it's also a good way to get out of your head Especially some 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 games are just so nerve wracking. You're just thinking about that the whole day. Um, doing a light workout um, seven eight hours before the game can actually get you out of your head for a little bit, so you can relax a bit. Yeah, and that's a good point. And you know what? It can help you feel more confident too. Um, if you're doing like light sprints or something like that, it can be like, hey, I'm. I'm fast and I'm strong. Like, let's let's go to battle, you know? Um, yeah. If that's something that you need, then go for it. Yeah. And the last thing is, uh, that, well, that's not the last thing. The, the other thing that you need is uh, a good night's sleep. Now, that's, that's hard. <laughs> Let me tell you why that's hard. That's from, from, from my own experience. Right? I remember when I was in high school, we had a championship game going on. And... Um, I know I was supposed to start. I was supposed to start that day. Um, and I was supposed to start in a position that I'm not, I wasn't comfortable in that position because somebody got injured. So the next best available person to fill that position was me. And I had to play center back. I usually play um, right back. I had to play center back, right? So it's, an, it's a position where you need, you need authority. You need to scream at people. I wasn't that kind of player um, that has that kind of presence in, in <laughs> on the field, right? So the whole night, man, I, I just could not sleep. I was just, just thinking about, oh my God, like, shoot, I hope I, I, I don't I don't mess up. I hope I don't mess up. I hope I do good. I hope I do good. Dude, just tossing around in the bed, just ended up getting just about three hours of sleep. Woke up that morning. I was exhausted. Mm. Now, for players who experience um, pre-game anxiety, um, I don't know what your routine is, but... Here's one thing that I think that can help you. Find the hardest book to read before you go to bed. Find the hardest book to read before you go to bed. And uh, when you actually find the hardest book to read while in bed and go through the chapters and uh, you, 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 you fall asleep a lot mm-hmm. faster. And yeah. 
And if, if you're more of a, a audio based person, what I like to do is when I go to sleep is um, I listen to podcasts about politics because most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, the, the, uh, most of our, the audience is, uh, are, are teenagers and, you know, and, and people in their 20s. So they, yeah. they, they don't have a political affiliation yet. <laughs> exactly. No, that's exactly my point because you're going to be like, damn, this shit's so boring that like, I'm just going to pass out, you know? So like, that's why I do it. And um, it works for me. I probably listen to one like close to every night. Um, and you know what? I set my uh, my podcast, uh, I, I guess you can call it like an alarm to turn off. Um, I set it for 15 minutes. And you're confident you're going to fall asleep yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. before that time. Yep. And it works every single time. Oh, man. Yeah. And if, 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 you know, that's not your cup of tea, you know, put on some background noise, put on some, like Andy said, you can put on a podcast, put on some nature sound, just anything. Um, keep technology, um, keep the phone away from, from the bedroom. Um, you know, keep trying to use, you know, trying to put the phone away at least two hours before bed. Um, yeah it's hard to do but you know if you have a game like that the next day you want to feel fresh hey that's a strategy that you can employ a good night a good night rest before your game the next day it does it does wonders yeah and if you know that for whatever reason you're not going to get a good night of sleep one night during the week for whatever reason like let's say you have to travel or you got a bunch of exams or something i mean Sleep doesn't stack and you can't save it, but I don't think it would hurt you to sleep a little extra on the nights before. So that way you're not sleep deprived five nights in a row by the time it's a Saturday. Okay. Yeah. You know, you see, I hate a player like LeBron James. He was doing an interview. It's like the day before the final. Um, um, I think it was like a, nah, two years ago, two or three years ago, the day before the final. LeBron uh, was at the hotel and uh, the fan came and just trying to made loud noises so the whole team couldn't sleep. So the whole team had about three hours of sleep and then they had a game like <laughs> that same the next day, basically. Oh, my God. So, and it's a strategy that professional um, that happened all the time in, in professional leagues, like fan travel and they find out where the opposite team hotel is and they gather around and just bang stuff mad loud. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. hopefully, um, you know, you're not experiencing any of that stuff. Yeah, it's funny because I, I think it was about a year ago, um, some article came out. I don't know how truthful it is, um, but it was essentially saying that at the elite level, athletes only need about five hours of sleep. And I mean, I was thinking about like, damn, like five oh, hours, five like hours. they need more than that. But, I mean, apparently they have, if you make it to the elite level, chances are you have some gene that allows you to sleep less and still fully recover. Um, mm. And it kind of makes sense because, you know what, if you don't have that gene, chances are you're not going to perform well on the road. And your chances are you could increase your injury risk and you'll get cut and you'll be replaced by someone who does have the gene. So something interesting i'll have to look it's more into interesting that. that's kind of like make it unfair for all the people who don't have that genetic makeup 
Yeah. Um, either it's the genetic makeup or either players got, got really good over the years at tuning out mm-hmm. um, those those distraction and those interference. That could be one of those things. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, and finally, we have um, – this is something that I like to do maybe the day or two days before a match. Um, work on some drills that are specific either to your position or your weaknesses. Um, so for example, my first touch isn't that great, right? So a day or two days before a game, I have a low intensity, well, I guess high intensity, low volume, um, like first touch type of workout where I get like two, three, 400 touches on the ball in the time span of like 20, 30 minutes. Right. And for me, that helps my confidence going into the game because it's like, yeah, I, yeah, it's something I worked on like two days ago right? Like there's, it can't be that bad. If you're a striker, right? And let's say you're on penalty duty, you should do some penalties the day or two days before the match, absolutely, because that's going to help you get into that rhythm. And for me, that helps with my freshness because again, mentally, when you're walking on the field, like everything's taken care of. Like you hit your penalties, you hit your free kicks, you hit your corners, like everything that is specific to your role or your position you've practiced repetitively and successfully just a day or two before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, if anything to give you a little bit of confidence, do it up. Yeah. 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 Body and brain, they work together. They work very well together, man. Yeah. All right. Is that it for the day? I think that's it. That is it. In summary, Wait, let, let's do your summary, and then we'll talk after. Okay. Are we going to talk about, you can talk about what happened in the, uh, the, the, the COVID fiasco? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's summarize it, then we'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. Are we going to talk about it on air or off air? <laughs> no, on air, man. We can, we can do it on the air. Consider in it a summary, bonus guys, to listen listen, now, You want to feel fresh before the game. You got to take care of your nutrition, your, your, your hydration. Uh, you got to do a little bit of in, um, short, high-intensity workout in the morning. Um, preferably with 40%, very lightweight. And then we're not talking about going crazy here. I'm trying to get a good night's sleep, whatever routine, ritual you have to fall asleep, make sure that you do that before your game. And then do some specific um, position drill so that you feel a little bit of confidence before your game. Mm-hmm. So, I agree with those 100%. Um, thank you all for listening. Be sure to subscribe. And if you guys want to hear some bonus content, be sure to listen right now because we're going to talk about uh, Argentina, Brazil and what happened. It's a whole fiasco, man. A whole fiasco. I don't understand. Like Brazil has 14 days. You had 14 days to get to those players. I don't Those of you who don't know what happened. <laughs> so um, Brazil and Argentina was playing yesterday. I believe yesterday. They were playing yesterday, so they got on the field, and then next thing you know, the medical staff is on the sideline just causing chaos. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? You get this man out of the field so that we can watch the game. So apparently, uh, I believe four of the four players uh, uh, that came from the UK, I don't remember if it's, yeah, four Argentinian players from the UK 
uh, folk didn't tell that they were coming from the UK, which is odd because you would know where your, where your place are coming from. <laughs> so they didn't tell them they're coming from the UK. And Brazil has this rule where you have to quarantine for 14 days. And they thought those guys were coming in from South America, but no, they're coming from the UK. So 14 days to quarantine, no one quarantined. So they waited till the day of the game to step on the field and tell those players to basically get off the pitch. So then a whole no. controversy going on and the game basically got canceled. Today yeah. I was playing soccer and now one of my teammates was telling me um, they give Argentina three points. I don't know if that's true. Oh, so so here's the deal. Um, the Argentine Football Federation, the Brazilian Football Federation, and um, the the South American Football Federation, who's organizing the whole thing, they they all are ironically they they agree with each other, and they're on the same team. Um, and a few people made some mistakes, and it's kind of everybody's fault. So Argentina. Um, they actually flew in from Bolivia. And while they were doing that, they flew with the four players who came from the UK. Um, those players apparently were told to fill out their immigration form a certain way. Um, I'm uh, guessing that was in a way where it would not mention that they coming from the UK. <laughs> they came from the UK, which technically they didn't. Because they came from, um, I think it was Bolivia. And then um, everybody was on the same page that we're going to let these players play. And Brazil, from the jump, they were behind because the UK and the, um, the FA said nobody from England is going over to Brazil because they're a quote-unquote red nation uh, in terms of risk. And red we're not letting our players go. Argentina said, like, we don't care. Our players are coming anyway. So when Dia went, um, what's his face? The goalkeeper, Martinez went, Los Celso went, and then one other. And apparently the Brazilian, like, uh, police, like, not not the, the football police, but, like, the actual immigration police were trying to get to Argentina before the match started. And apparently they were locked out of the stadium. Jesus. By the time they got in the stadium, the match already started. So they walked onto the pitch and tried to deport them. So <laughs> wait, wait, yes. what? That's yes. what was they happening. Tried, they they, they tried, tried to deport literally them. deport them. Yes. Um, wow. As a result, the match was suspended. Now, apparently, the way the rules are set up, if the match is abandoned, then Argentina gets all three points. But the match was for whatever abandoned. reason. Like the badge, they, they, they it was suspended. The yeah, it was suspended slash oh, abandoned. Shoot, I'm not that's sure. That's what's happening here? Oh that's what's God. happening. Um, Brazil doesn't want that to happen, obviously, because that would mean they lose three points in a yeah, World Cup qualifier. Um, now, the trouble is, apparently, I, I haven't looked at it for myself, but there is zero room for flexibility in terms of playing this match at a later date. So there's not cancel the game. They're just gonna cancel the game altogether. They're either gonna have to decide to replay the match outside of the international windows, which would mean none of the um, the European players from either team could take part. 
Um, or somebody's going to have to forfeit, or they both lose. So, they better, they better get their COVID regulation um, all <laughs> set up before that World Cup, man. Oh, man. You, you would think that 2022, we'd be away from this, but uh, oh, it doesn't no, look no. like it. I, I, th- I don't think we, this is, this is not going away anytime soon. No, 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 no. Because of um, how initially it was, um, it was handled in 2020. So now we still got remnant. Don't let me, don't, don't let me start talking about the vaccine. And, <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's a whole fiasco now with, with oh, the vaccine. Lord. Yeah. I mean, we had a little conversation like, last I feel, week. But. I feel, I feel for um, you know the the, the young players, man. Yeah, because uh, young young athletes, period, because they have to you know maneuver around all this regulation to be able to get some games in. This is not a it's not a good time for it's not a good time for anyone, especially mm-hmm. for athletes, because you know it's contact sport. Is you know even though there's no evidence that you can catch. Is, well, low, there's a low chance you can catch COVID outside when you play, but you know, rules and regulations. Yeah. I mean, it's everything else, though. And that's the funny part about how this match was interrupted because I truly, honestly think that the manner that it was done. Oh, that was politics involved. In I there, there were so many politics, but the, the way that was conducted, I think, honestly, the risk for COVID went up because of that. Right. Like now you have more people inside talking to each other in close quarters, arguing, probably screaming. Um, And the match, the match was the match was going on. They were like 10 minutes into the game. Um, And like, I I don't know. It it was a lot. Don't don't. I mean, when they come for um, when they come to play, uh, they come to play internationally. Right. For for the international team, they're in one location. Don't, and it's not like they they leave where their location. They leave England. They leave Germany to go to South America the the one day a, a day before the actual game. No, like they left like a week before. So you had plenty of those time to get actually tested. Yep. You know yep. you could have gotten tested. Yeah, I mean they do their daily tests apparently, and I mean so what's Copa, the problem? So you see, Copa you America daily- was. Yeah, it was two months ago, and they it was in Brazil. Argentina was there. Everybody was there. So yeah, so you do your daily you do your daily uh, uh, COVID test, right? Because I I can understand like if you have a game in forty eight twenty four hours and you do the test, it's not valid because if if they don't if the test doesn't pick up um, that you have you know COVID uh, that day, you might have COVID. You know, you might you might have more more virus in you like in the next day or in 48 hours but if you had a whole week to get tested i don't see the problem yeah whether those players didn't get quarantined quarantine or not does it do the test yeah i mean it you don't know their vaccination status but i would imagine a good bit of them are um they're they're the players that came from the uk like they have some of the best medical staffs in the world um and it's it's a lot and there's just so much disorganization too right because if you're the the football federation body that's in charge of south america how do you have no wiggle room in your calendar for situations like this like this was going to happen in this matter no not really but this was always going to happen there was going to be a match that was going to be postponed and there's no wiggle room 
doesn't make yeah. sense to me how you 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 have to the rule is the player have to quarantine for 14 days quarantine for 14 days and they're all their covid tests were negative why am i quarantining for 14 days if i'm getting tested every day and it's negative it just yeah. makes no sense to me so that means uh, play so wait so that means there's no premier league wait a second let me look at my account there's no premier league next week is that what's going on oh no there is there is but none of um brazil's players who were playing in the premier league they didn't go like balmy Firmino wasn't there um everybody that plays in the prem they weren't allowed to go because the premier league stated no player is going to brazil wait wait what yeah yeah this is another this is another that's another thing yeah what (laughs) yep you cannot it's go it's play wild for your oh my god and it's funny because if the premier league said they're allowed to go those brazilian players wouldn't have to quarantine because they're brazilian citizens <laughs> what yeah 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 oh, it's wild it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's wild man. a lot of bias it's not this school is not was not made uh I don't think a a, a, a scientist <laughs> made made to came up with those regulations. These people came up with stuff on the fly, which is crazy. Yeah, oh, either too many oh, man. scientists or not enough. Usually, people scientists come to a conclusion. Yeah, and I feel like this is more politics. Yeah, I mean it, it's Brazilian law, you know, like you have football rules, and then you have the law federal law and that's crazy and it's funny because if if me and you did the same exact thing we would have never got caught ever they wouldn't have known we were in the uk but it's the fact that you know you're emiliano martinez we saw you on live tv eight days ago in the premier league (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's it's funny but yeah (laughs) We'll see. They better get their stuff together, man, before all of this, this World Cup start. Because I don't want no yeah. hiccups. Nope. I will, you wait four years for a workout, man. You just get it get it right. Yeah. Or honestly, if if you're going to expect hiccups, do what the NFL did. Say, or, or college football. Say, fine. If you test positive, you break protocol, you, you, like, you forfeit. Like, just be that upfront with it. And that way, you know, at least you have a structure. And you know what's going to happen. You know what to expect. Hmm. Man. All righty. Uh, what you going to do? I think that's it. That's it, guys. All right. we'll, um, hopefully we get, they, they, they figure this COVID situation up so that I can yeah. watch some international games. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll see. Be sure to um, share this episode with a teammate, subscribe, give us a review, and we'll see you all next week. Peace.